0: Are you ready?
1: A shot of wrestling episode 272. And away we go! So take a shot, boy! Is that the message you got?
0: We about to go live, but you ready to rock, so take a shot! Oh, so take a shot! Oh, yeah, I'm a street breaker, I'm a heartbreaker. this is my door! I'm remote brings a brick man, nature core, about to sink and destroy. It's a SOW. Let me hear you, mate. No, take a shot. Well, is that the message you got? We are about to go live but you're ready to rock, so take a shot.
1: Hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of A Shot of Wrestling, season six premiere. Can't wait. Happy to be back. Please welcome my co-host, a good friend of mine, the man single-handedly responsible for giving me COVID-19, Hollywood Mark Schwan. Marcus, how you doing, buddy? How you feeling?
2: I'm, re- I'm responsible for giving me COVID-19. I got COVID-19, I feel like, because of our trip to Atlantic City. If you did, Notice I'm not blaming you.
1: If you do the math in our heads, right? Before we hit the road, we did a couple stops, right? Right. And then we stopped to get lunch. Then we got to the hotel. We checked into the hotel, went to our room, and walked around a little bit. Right. All whilst I was wearing a mask, you weren't. So then I was like, oh, Mark's not wearing a mask. Let me not wear a mask. And look what happened to me. I got fucking sick. Thanks, Mark. You really good job there. You don't think
2: we got it at the karaoke bar where we're sharing mics with people? We were up there singing?
1: That fucking karaoke bar killed us, man. Oh, my God. It was the only, it was the only spot open at night. And we went to a couple other places. Right. The only place open was this karaoke bar. And we get there. i like, okay. Me and Mark. Mark, you weren't really feeling it the first night. We we sit toward the, quote unquote, the back where the door was by ourselves. And you know what happens? I don't know if you guys do karaoke a lot, but when drinks start flowing, the crowd's there, you make friends, you move up, you talk to people, and uh, definitely that's where we fucking got it. When New York State called me, they're like, what do you think you got it? I'm like, Planet Rose, Atlantic City. (laughs) That's exactly where I fucking got it.
2: Anyone asked me where I got like, This is exactly where I got it. I even posted a picture. This is where I got COVID-19. Yep. Hands down. I, like, Especially, remember when they were starting to play Trump's theme song over there? Looked at, we looked at you and like, isn't this Trump's theme song? And yeah. right on cue, Trump 2024. And they're uh, greeted with a bunch of cheers. Yep. Like,
1: yeah, that's, this is exactly where we got COVID. I just feel like shit, man, because I was doing so well for 18 months. I was doing so well, and okay. if you think about it, like I said, I was wearing the mask for the first half of the trip. Down there, mm-hmm. down there was me and you, but, like, we weren't really all that close to people either. No, I was even think about it. Even,
2: like, when we're gambling, like, no one was really around. Atlantic City was a ghost town. I don't know if it was because of COVID or because of the fact that uh, there was a hurricane,
1: <laughs> but the dealers were all masked up. Yeah, the people who worked like, there were masked up, but, like, we sat, we sat next to a couple we were playing blackjack you were you were near people when you're playing roulette but that was it there was no other really and we sat close right. to people in a crowded restaurant for dinner one night at the italian restaurant by the bar but other than that we were fine we, like, we were social distancing We weren't too close to people normally it was fine it was that fucking we were, karaoke bar
2: we yeah. weren't near each other for like more than 15 minutes except the karaoke bar oh. even when we had to so of course when we were driving back home to make the trip even better it was after Hurricane it Was at Ida. The roads were flooded, so we were forced to stay in a random hotel in North Bergen, New Jersey.
1: I don't even think that's where we got it. No, we didn't get there. Yeah. Because we were around anybody. Right. It was a fucking karaoke bar. And I get pinpointed, man, with the karaoke bar.
2: And we stopped to see a psychic, and the psychic didn't predict this.
1: <laughs> yeah. Bitch. <laughs> My mother told us, can you stay an extra night? I couldn't afford an extra night. I don't think I think you want to go back to your family and your life, so we decided to like go. And then as we're getting closer, you see all the red pop up on our GPS, and like, uh oh, so right. Now I'm panicking because I don't want to get stuck in it. So I finally find the exit where I'll be able to get off, which leads you to another highway. Which leads you to another highway. I'm like, what the fuck are we going? Finally, we pull off. North Bergen, New Jersey, had a hotel for us. A very nice hotel. The hotel was nice. I didn't I didn't hate the hotel. It's the area around it couldn't get to it because the road going to it, the cops closed off. Right and my GPS kept bringing me back to that same fucking road, so it took us forty five minutes to go to a hotel that was what fifteen minutes away, ten minutes away, yeah,
2: ten minutes. It's
1: fucking pissed, man. What a
2: trip. Ugh. We lose money. We come back with COVID nineteen. Fuck okay. you, Atlantic City. And I gotta say, I'm gonna go off here. Fuck the unvaccinated. Okay. Fuck the unvaccinated. I am I am angry. I don't know about you, so I'm in quarantine to my in-laws right now. And so I've had a lot of time to think about it. At one point, dude, I got I got really, really sick. Uh I got like really, really sick during this. Like fever spiked up. At one point I legit thought I was gonna die. And I'm vaccinated. And like people I I know people are actually using me as an excuse right now or why they're not gonna get vaccinated because I'm vaccinated, I still got it. Stop. I'm vaccinated, I got it, and I'm lucky to be alive. Like, I feel like, honestly, if I wasn't vaccinated, I'd probably, like, definitely be in the hospital. Yeah. Or be dead. Definitely. Like, I, one or the two, for sure. Like, okay. I am so grateful I'm vaccinated. But, like, you know, f- fuck these people, man. Like, there are people out there that are not vaccinated. And I know they're never going to get this. That they're never going to understand it or they're never going to get the virus. And you have people like me and you that have been doing the right thing. Yep. Um, and for, for once, we decide to live our lives. And then we get it. Yep. I'm pissed yes. i am so fucking pissed i am over it like i've been so nice to people are trying to be understanding of the whole oh uh, you know your body your choice cool whatever because i just don't want to get into the arguments or the debates no fuck your feelings fuck your freedom i want to live my life
1: yep i know i'm over I know, it i know a couple people at my job they're going to do the same thing who are anti-vaxxer and i'm probably they're probably reveling in the fact that i'm sick because like oh see i told you i, I know it's going to happen when i get back and like i don't want to go back
2: it's like, you're the reason why we got this. You're the reason why these variants exist. Now there's a whole mu variant, which uh is a variant of concern because apparently it's not hundred percent confirmed yet, but it doesn't this variant doesn't doesn't matter if you're vaccinated or not. Oh well. Wow. Which could be potentially worse than the delta variant. I
1: wonder if that's what we got then.
2: No, we didn't, because that's not in the United States yet. Oh, okay. Oof. But like no, we we definitely got the Delta variant. Okay. But it just, it, it just so pisses me off, man, that like, these people just don't understand it. Like, it, It's not COVID-19 that's going to kill us all. It's, it's
1: fucking stupidity. Hey, Mark, you know, the government can't tell me what I can do with my body, Mark. You can't force me to do what I want with my body, yet abortion is yeah. now illegal now in fucking Texas. Yeah. <sighs>
2: no, I know. Don't even get me started on that. Fucking unbelievable.
1: I love that love that meme going around. Uh, the one star and the Texas flag is just the rating.
2: <laughs> I didn't see that. Oh, that's amazing.
1: That's a good one. But anyway, that's, a, that's a different topic for a different show. But overall, and we, like, I, overall, we I have know fun, we did, we did have fun.
2: We had fun. I, 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 I don't, unless you know if it was worth uh, what we went through. No,
1: <laughs> definitely, not, definitely not worth it.
2: <laughs> we had fun.
1: Definitely not fucking worth it. And I know my job's giving me a hard time about it. They're giving me shit for it. I'm like, look, I didn't do this on purpose. What? This wasn't was an, was an intentional thing. I didn't, I didn't go out to get COVID, dumbasses.
2: <sighs> that's ridiculous. That's when you know you're at the, the wrong place.
1: <laughs> I do feel loved. New York State keeps checking in on me. See how I'm doing. So I appreciate New York State. Thank you.
2: Oh yeah, I get I get checked in all the time. Did you know? Apparently, so you can still test positive for like 90 days. Yes. So I have to. I get checked regularly when I go to set. So like I, I have to get some sort of paperwork, whatever, to give them, and hopefully that works because other, that I I, work. I won't be able to work for 90 days.
1: A coworker of mine. But, Tested positive. She was out for like two weeks, I think, a little over two weeks, and she comes back. And a couple days after, maybe a week after she's back, we're talking in the kitchen at my job, and she tells me that she's still positive. I'm like, what, are you, what are you talking about? She goes, I'm, oh, I'm still positive for COVID." I'm like, what the fuck are you doing here? Then get away from me. She goes, "No, the uh the infectious period is gone, so there's a chance that I can still test positive for a long time." So the doctor's can right. like "Come to work." I'm like, "Oh, so I'm not in, I'm not in contagious. That's what I'm looking for, contagious anymore." I'm like, oh, okay. So now I'm curious what happens to me. I got to find out what the, my job wants. I'm sure they want me back as soon as possible. They wanted me back last week, the Thursday. I'm like, I got to wait for my test results. It won't be a day.
2: Wow, so, they really just don't give a fuck at all. When are you quarantined until? The 14th. Oh, it's your day after me. I'm the 13th. That's
1: when my symptoms really started. Like the cough really started mm. on the 14th. So I wait 10 days. I uh, got a letter from New York State, so my job can't fuck me over with days or pay. That's good. Yeah. And then we'll see what fucking happens. I don't know if my job needs a negative test, because if they do, then I've got a couple more weeks to re- relax, because again, I'm going right. to probably test positive for a while, so i got to figure out what's going on. But
2: uh... I, I don't know what's going to happen with me, man. Like, I'm, I'm actually really concerned about that, because like it's... Well,
1: of course, I've been to get to it. Don't think about it now. Of course, I've been to get to it. Yeah. Get, get tested next week, when your quarantine period ends. See what happens. Is still positive? Wait until wait next week, and it's still positive. Then, then I'll start worrying about it. Fucking unvaccinated people! I hate them all. That's why we got sick because those people weren't vaccinated, right? So they had it, right? Um, so that's why I think we the got Delta variant the Delta variant exists because of them. So I went to the hospital, got the antibodies infusion, and I thought it was supposed to make me feel better. You look like shit. It didn't make me feel better. It's just to prevent me from getting worse. Mm. But I did get one of these cool things. They gave me this those fingertip things you put in your finger. What? Okay, I see it. When you go to the hospital, they put... No, when you go to the doctor, they put a thing on your finger to test your blood oxygen level. I got my own one now. If, huh. I, if I dip below 91, I have to go to the hospital right away. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> <sighs> so
2: what, what What was it they did for you? What, what was this treatment? You said you had to be there for four hours?
1: Yeah, the, t- the lady tells me I have to be there for four hours. The infusion's an hour, and then it's three hours of observation. Okay. So when I had a kidney biopsy, I had to be there for four hours as well. The procedure took like 20 minutes, but I had to... They had to observe me, make sure I didn't bleed out, make sure there's no internal bleeding. That made sense. This, I'm like, what are you observing? Me taking a nap? (laughs) So it turns out I waited two hours. I told the lady about it. She told me that the infusion will take like 20 minutes. I'm like, I was told it takes four hours. She goes, really? They probably mean like the waiting. The infusion takes 20 minutes and we we observe you for another half hour. That's it. Okay. So I was still waiting for 20 minutes. It took me almost four hours there from getting to end anyway. Got it. They infuse you with the antibodies to help your body fight off the infection, and instead of that's supposed to make you feel better, it's supposed to prevent you from getting worse. So wow, that's that. And I've not gotten worse. That's good. Have you had a fever at all or no? No, I felt like, like right now I have a little hot flesh, but I don't have a fever. I never had a fever. Knock on wood. It sounds like my, sounds like my symptoms were worse than you. But I've been knocked out, man, especially the antibodies. The last two, three days, I've been sleeping like all fucking day.
2: Yesterday, I got hit pretty hard with fatigue.
1: And they say that day seven is when the symptoms get worse. Wait, what? That's what they say. Day seven is when normally the symptoms get could get worse. But oh we, shit! But we passed that by now, so we're good.
2: Yeah. No. Um. Was it Monday? Uh, Monday was like when it was the the worst for me. I have to
1: say. Yeah, it's not like I said. You were sounding like death, but then I I was okay. I thought it was just allergies. Like I didn't feel that bad. But then it got kind of got worse as the days were going on, and uh, this cough is fucking killing me. I had bronchitis. In 6th grade, I had bronchitis, right? Every, right. Time, every time I get sick, I have this really bad bronchitis-like cough where my chest hurts and it's really painful, but it's nothing. It's just damage from the bronchitis I had. So I thought it was the same thing, but then my cough get worse and worse and worse. <sighs> so fucking pissed, man. Uh, yeah. So pissed. Yeah. And it just sucks. Like, everybody... Not everybody. I know a lot of people, especially assholes at my job, who've gone away, and they come back, and they're fine. But I go away just to unload for a couple days, unwind for a couple days, and this is the fucking I get
2: dude i went to nashville with my wife during fourth of july where That's it was right. packed over there and it was fine we go to atlantic city where literally it was a ghost town it looked like yeah. i am legend and we get it
1: we walked the boardwalk one night at night we walked the boardwalk and it was
2: yeah. no one was there
1: no one was there, no there. We went, no. went to like two casinos there was no action going on so we went back i'm like all right i guess the only thing option is this karaoke bar literally the only option and uh, um, when we were in North Bergen, New Jersey for that extra night, I thought we had a great time there, too. We made the most of it. We you ordered, did. We made the most of it. You ordered Pizza Hut. I got some drinks. Um, and we like we ended up playing the, making up drinking games.
2: We did. did. We made up like, a lot of drinking games. I think
1: I passed out like mid-sentence on you. You passed out? like Yeah, you passed out. And that was fun. We should have done that the second night. <laughs> those, you know the, what it the, was? The Trump <laughs> people were not there on the first, second, first night. The first night was cool.
2: We didn't know there were Trump people. Until, like, they said what they said.
1: <laughs> yeah. So who knows, man. Uh, oh,
2: my God. Sucks. Well, here we are at the 20th anniversary of
1: 9-11. Yeah, I'll get to, the sh- we'll get into the end of the show, I guess. But uh, how about we get into some wrestling news? We're going to change it up for season yeah. six. Mark, why don't you explain what we're doing now?
2: Well, decided to talk about what you, the fans, are talking about. Because we're a wrestling show for the people, by the people. So you know what we're talking about? what's trending you know so we're gonna hop right into it
1: yeah we don't have a cool intro so, for
2: that yet yeah we don't have a cool intro yet <laughs> we will so Mick Foley made some waves I don't know if you saw this putty he released a video that went it's rounds of social media called WWE we've got a problem if you guys haven't heard it here it is
0: hello this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley I'd like to title this video WWE we've got a problem Because I think you do. And that problem is that WWE is no longer the place for talent to aspire to. Part of it is because AEW is doing a great job of attracting great talent, proven talent, building other talent, creating storylines. But part of it is a problem of your own making. I think younger talent sees the way that developmental characters are cut or left by the wayside, or in the case of Karrion Cross, greatly watered down and even made a joke of when they debut on the main roster, if it's not broke, uh, don't fix it. Uh, if I was an aspiring talent now, big league talent with a major decision to make, I'm not sure that I would trust WWE creative to do the right thing with my career. You guys did wonders with me uh, back in the day, but that was a different time. Different place. If it was today, I'm not sure I would trust the powers to be uh, with my career in their hands. And until that changes, WWE, you've got a problem.
2: So, according to at Cultaholic, Cultaholic Wrestling, WWE are reportedly very unhappy with Mick Foley over his recent comments and criticisms about the promotion. I have to say, like, Mick Foley was not wrong there. You know, he's talking about someone it has been a WWE guy for a long time. He's known as a nice guy in the business. Obviously, had some gripes. What's going on with uh, one of which he named by, by name, Karrion Cross. You know, he gave credit to WWE for you know making a name of him, but he even acknowledges like nowadays. Have, th- th- that was a very different time back then. Now, I'm not too sure if I would be the one to go to WWE. There are other places right now that are, are there greener pastures. He's not wrong. It's WWE being like. I don't know what the word is for it, but it might be COVID brain right now. But are they being a little too sensitive, you think, to these comments? Probably. You
1: know, they don't want bad press. And one of their biggest names is shitting on them, giving them a hard time about what they're doing. So, yeah, they're being a little sensitive about it. But you see McFoley's Foley's other tweet? He... What did he say? It was a picture. It was from Impact Wrestling. Johnny Impact versus Karrion Cross for the Impact World Championship, right? Oh, yes. And yes, it, I saw that. And underneath it, it was John Morrison against Karrion Cross, getting shot in the face with a uh, drip stick. Yeah, he's a point. Yeah, one's, one's a epic rivalry main event match, and the other one's uh, shooting water guns in the guy's face. So,
2: yeah, I mean, WWE has been dropping the ball here for sure. Uh, and, you know, it seems like fans are agreeing. Like, you know, Shot of Wrestling, we did tweet it out. You know, so WWE is upset that Mick Foley gave them some constructive criticism. When AEW starts consistently beating WWE in ratings, we'll know why. To put in terms, Vince will know. AEW didn't screw Vince McMahon. Vince screwed Vince. And then a lot of people seem to have agreed. You know, uh, there are people there that at Michael Reed Reed, uh, realist shit today. You know, like there's been comments along like that. It, it's just, uh, you know, the fans, they're not blind here. They see what's going on. And, you know, there's been a lot of chatter about this, about people being unhappy with WWE creative for a long time here. But then when you hear someone that has as much clout as Mick Foley does, that that has that professional keen eye for it, you know, it carries some weight. Maybe the officials are mad because they might even agree with him, in a sense.
1: It's hard not to agree with him. He made some valid points here.
2: He does. He does. Because, you know, competition, like, I know they keep saying AEW is not competition. But in a way, they are. It's hard not to view them as competition right now. And competition is supposed to bring the best out of you. We, I feel like other than SmackDown, we really haven't really seen the, the best consistent work from creative at WWE. And I, I stress the word consistent.
1: Yeah, SmackDown's great. I don't know what the disconnect is, man. I don't know what's going on with Raw, but SmackDown's been killing it. But Raw's just... Not, uh... for,
2: nothing. not for nothing. I mean, that should make you even more frustrated because obviously you look at SmackDown. They're capable. Yep. They just show us they're capable, so then what? They're just dropping a ball on Raw, and I feel like, honestly, I'm going to throw NXT under the bus these last few weeks. And then, like, you know, you hear this, you know, at Russell Puris tweeted about WWE planned on pairing Adam Cole with Keith Lee. Lee would have turned heel, and Cole would have been uh, then effectively operated as Lee's manager in a relationship similar to the old Leo Rush-Bobby Lashley partnership, according to Dave Meltzer. Yeah,
1: hey, you believe that shit? Unbelievable.
2: At Russell Lamia, WWE wanted Adam Cole to be Lee's manager. Why? You have a young, healthy, and ex- exceptionally good wrestler wasted as a manager. Blows my mind how terrible and ignorant WWE's creative can be. Like, that just go all fits the narrative right there.
1: He also didn't really work with Lio Rush either. They dropped that really quick.
2: They dropped that really quick. And, like, so Adam Cole wouldn't effectively be, like, what? How Raven was Johnny Polo
1: back in yeah. the day? Very good analogy, Mark. Good job. That's old school. Huh. Thank you.
2: Like, Adam Cole was way too good. Like, Adam Cole definitely, like, was seeing the writings in the wall. Like, if you're a rising talent in NXT, you saw what was going on with Karrion Cross. Like, I'd, I'd be hesitant to go at the main roster, too.
1: Well, people are. Tommaso Ciampa said he never want more for the travel reasons, but I think he also knew that if he goes in the main roster, he won't be able to do what he's doing now. So he said he'd rather, no. if he gets called to the main roster, he's going to retire. I remember talking about, like, I think it was, like, two years ago. So I don't blame him, man. And I was talking to... I was talking to Andrew from Wrestling IQ 101 over the weekend, and we were talking about All Out and Adam Cole and stuff, because Adam Cole was pretty much the only surprise of that night. You you, you could tell everyone else was coming. You knew Ruby was coming, you knew Daniel Bryan was coming, but we weren't really sure what was going on with Adam Cole yet, baby. And uh, I remember you talked about it, I think it was episode 170, about how you felt like he, is a better fit for him. Yeah. I, I disagreed, Andrew agreed with me. I felt WWE is where he belongs. He's a, gonna be a huge star, potential main event player, game changer, if you will. And then, he? I, then I see him and then I see him going to AW just to just to join another faction where he's not the standout, he's not the leader, he's just another name in an overgrowing faction. And then I found out the whole Bobby Lashley like scenario where he's gonna be a manager to Keith Lee. I'm like, good choice, buddy, good choice. How do you fuck up Adam Cole? Yeah. Adam Cole, baby, is like I said, a potential. To be one of the biggest names of the industry, and you want to make him a manager? How do you fuck that up? Right, that's, that, that's on we, them. That, we, that's on them, man. I, I can't defend them anymore. We said, for the, that. Same,
2: we said the same thing about Karrion Cross. We said the same thing about Rhea Ripley. Like these people were unruinable. Like they, they had just so much momentum going into into the main roster. Keith Lee at one point too. Yeah, but Keith and, Lee,
1: Keith Lee, Cross, and Rhea Ripley are the same. Basically, the same characters they were on the main Ross says they were not NXT just the booking-wise, but you're going to change up, Adam, potentially give him a new name and a whole new gimmick? That's fucked up. I don't understand
2: that. I, I, I heard, I heard uh, rumors about the new name. I, that wasn't confirmed about the new name.
1: But then you also
2: have veterans on there that are a little, you know, skeptical about their spot. Like, they have a contract coming up. Ke- so, excuse me, Kevin Owens at Fight Owens Fight, he put up coordinates, right? He, he tweeted that and then deleted it. According to at Sean Ross app, Breaking news, Fightful Select has learned Kevin Owens' WWE contract is up much sooner than expected. Fightful uh, Select has a story when the deal is up and more. So apparently, uh, there's more to this. This whole thing that Kevin Owens tweeted, these are the same coordinates as Mount Rushmore. According to feed for followers, Mount Rushmore is the name of a group Owens was in with Young Bucks and Adam Cole at ROH. Oh, wow. Okay, that's cool. So, can you blame Kevin Owens if, like you know, his contract is up? He's looking what's going on there. I mean, like not for nothing. I know you're not a huge AEW fan. When I interviewed Danny Limelight, uh, you know, who's done work at AEW, I've talked to him about this. But I said, you know, my observation just looks like, you know, it's a fresh breath of breath air over there. It seems like you know the talents are having a lot of fun. I said, is that actually the case? And he says, yes. Because in the locker room is just such a great atmosphere to be. And everyone's having a good time. And they're enjoying it. doesn't sound like that's the case in WWE locker room. It seems like there's just a lot of like, eyebrows raised, a lot of concern about people's spot and their contract status or their creative future. Uh, if Kevin Owens' contract is up and he's very big in the indies and they've got friends, obviously, at AEW, uh, I can't blame him.
1: I don't see him letting Kevin Owens go, though. Kevin Owens in a good spot in the company. He's, not, he's, not, he's somebody who's not scripted. He has been in the main event before. He's a former champion. seems like he can get whatever he wants. I just don't. But then, I just don't see you, him. You, them you heard him also. I mean, if he wants to go. He wants to go. as his, his choice. I don't see them letting him go, like they did with uh, Adam Cole. baby.
2: you see them go. Did you see them letting go of Braun Strowman? Did you see them letting go of Braun Strowman? Did you see them letting go of Adam Cole? Did you see them letting go of Bray Wyatt? Did you see them letting go of Daniel Bryan? No. Like you, you can't necessarily sit there and say like, "Oh, I don't see them letting them go." Like we don't know anymore. We don't know what Nick Khan's goals are right now for for WWE. It seems just like cutting off any contract money, and Kevin Owens does carry a hefty contract. So we'll see. it seems like it, it seems like the philosophies, and plus they don't want any more indie people. Kevin Owens is Mister Indie Darling.
1: Yeah, they want to sign new. He's a WWE guy now. I think, I think the indie's been out of him now. I think he's okay, but we'll see. Like they're unpredictable, so we can talk about it all night, but there's no.
2: But then it's also a matter you have to ask yourself: Then what does Kevin Owens want? If Kevin Owens tweets that out, obviously he's thinking possibly. And then you you hear you heard the comments by Adam Cole and Brian Danielson, what they said. Like you know, they 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 talk possibly about, about Vince McMahon, but they they said that you know they were intrigued with AEW, they were intrigued with what's going on there, right? and, and they, that's why they wanted to go.
1: The WWE is going to let Daniel Bryan go to New Japan. You hear about this? Yeah. They agreed they, to let they New Japan compete and whatever. So I just don't remember what happened. Oh, because they won exclusivity. That's what it was. Stupid. They're so stupid, man. Like, if it wasn't for this Twitter thing, that Twitter thing. What's the other thing called? Twitch. Adam Cole might have still right. beaten WWE. I don't, I, don't, I don't blame him for hardlining on that because that's a lot of income for those guys. I still don't understand why they hit, are banning that. That doesn't make any sense to me, but whatever. It's a different story for a different show. Yeah, it
2: is. We could talk about this all night, but... We have some other news. The PWI 500s come out, putty. At S. Lawson, 1417, Stuart Lawson. PWI 500s come out for 2021. Number one, Kenny Omega. Number two, Roman Reigns. Number three, Bobby Lashley. Number four, Drew McIntyre. Number five, Kota Ibushi. Number six, John Moxley. Number seven, Will Ospreay. Number eight, Finn Balor. Number nine, Shingo Tugaki. And 10. Rich Swan can't argue with that, in my opinion. What are your thoughts? That again, that's at S Lawson one four one seven. Seems like some people are saying Roman Reigns should be the one that's number one. Seems like it's going back and forth here about Kenny Omega and Roman Reigns. Lots of surprise though about Rich Swan. What do you think, buddy?
1: Rich Swan being on the top ten? Yeah, not really surprised. Rich Swan, really? He's really, he's really held it down. He's, I mean, of course, he's good in the ring. His matches are awesome. He's a former Impact World Champion. Got some great matches against Kenny Omega, so i I mean, I don't know if I would put him in the top ten.
2: Ten's ten's pretty high for the PWI five hundred, but uh, that, that's pretty high.
1: Yeah, I'm wouldn't put him in the top ten, but I'm not surprised he's in the top ten. He deserves it.
2: Ah, uh, got it. What about Randy Orton? The man has been holding it down for a whole year. I would put Edge. I'm trying to think. I mean, there's there's so many other people that I would put above him. I saw some women there that made the PWI five hundred. Some people that we know. So, like, you know, if I'm included a woman in there, you know, easily Charlotte, Deanna Parazzo, yeah, Br- Baker. You know, the, the list goes on about people I would put in there. Rich Swan, I mean, yeah, he's done fine. He deserves to be in the PW, PWI 500 for sure. Ken, I'm not too sure about. Uh, but going to the, here, going to the one-two punch here, Kenny Omega over Roman Reigns, I'm not too sure if I agree with that.
1: Your thoughts? I'm a big Roman Reigns fan. Yeah, what, same. What Roman Reigns has done the past year has been phenomenal. He is just—I said week in and week out—he is the best thing in this whole business right now. Roman Reigns, All right? I think he's the best thing going on right now. Yeah. So, I can see why people think he should be number one. His matches are good too. He's definitely stepped there up his game. He's really—he's really stepped up his level not only promos, on, character on the
2: mic in the ring, yeah, your character presence, markability. The only—the only, uh, only
1: thing—the only thing I would give. I could see why he's number two, Kenny Omega, over him, is that Kenny Omega wrestles. Like, last time Roman Reigns was on SmackDown, against, when when against Finn Balor, they said in commentary, oh, Roman Reigns is making a rare in-ring appearance here on SmackDown. He doesn't wrestle that often. Kenny Omega wrestles okay. more, more frequently. Okay. So that's why, All I, right. I, I, that's why I could see why they give it the edge to Kenny Omega, because he's actually, and he's wrestling on two promotions, three promotions, really, well, two promotions. And Roman Reigns doesn't right. appear in-ring wrestling that often. It's it's like a respect. Yeah. That's what I, that's what my thought was. But I'm like, okay, I can't argue that
2: respect. I mean, Hey, listen, this is not a Kenny Omega. I I think Kenny Omega is very damn good at what he does. He's a very fine wrestler. Uh, I think I've talked about quite a bit. One of the best finishes I've seen. Love the music. Love the the group days with Don Callis. Awesome. Yeah. He's working in different promotions. You know, Kenny Omega, he's a stud. Me personally, I think there's just no one hotter out there than Roman Reigns right now.
1: Yeah, as far that. as
2: everything, yeah, he's Roman Reigns is untouchable. Like I, I'm actually curious to see. Like, I don't know if we can pull this up. I, it's probably going to take some time. We we both have COVID brain right now, but I'm actually curious to see. Like you know, who's a bigger merch pusher, Roman Reigns or Kenny Omega? I have to. Be right. I would have to sit Roman Reigns, right? I think he has more merch okay. out there. Like, are we just saying that because of the fact that, like, you know, we just assume WWE has, has a larger merch
1: department? Probably. I think so. I don't know what the pro wrestling tees thing is. I don't know if AW sell shirts, do they? I know everything's on pro wrestling tees. I don't know if they do.
2: I, it, it's pro wrestling tees, right? So, so yeah, I, I guess then, yeah, of course, with that being said, then you would have to give the edge to Roman Reigns. I, I think just think, like, you know, he's way more marketable than Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega, I, I think, is probably, I mean, in a match, in a pure wrestling match, Kenny Omega wins. I think that's safe to say. Mm-hmm. As far as star quality and everything, the year, we're just talking about the year that they're having. Pfft, Roman Reigns, hands down, dude. Roman Reigns, hands down. No no one's beat him. You know, Christian has beaten Kenny Omega for the TNA world t- title. Impact. The, for the impact world title, excuse me. Yeah, I
1: mean, there's no wrong answer here. I think both men are fantastic. I just don't think there's a wrong answer here. So we can argue all night about it. And I don't think it's oh, totally wrong. And I am just shocked. It depends, Shock. it, it depends I guess you're qualifications for number one sure but i am just shocked looking at this list that, ro- that randy
2: orton is not on here at all shocked
1: he's gotta be there somewhere
2: not in 10 not in the top 10 i would definitely put him in the top 10 he's for sure in the pwi 500 but yeah finn Balor makes it and not randy orton come on come on
1: finn Balor's doing some good work
2: in nxt he did good work for sure but i randy Orton's not over rich swan that just boggles my mind but moving on here Big signing here at WWE, uh, Gable Stevenson. He tweets, childhood dream accomplished. I have officially signed with the WWE. Thank you for the opportunity. Let's work. Good for him. Another former Olympian signing a big contract here at WWE. Well, some interesting notes came out. Uh, according to Ariel Hwayne, at Ariel Hueney, Gable Stevenson has made his choice. He's going back to Russell for the University of Minnesota. However, WWE announced today that it has signed the Olympic gold medalist slash reigning NCAA wrestling champion to an exclusive agreement as well. In the company's first ever NIL deal, Stevenson will join the WWE roster while defending his NCAA to- uh, title for the University of Minnesota. So interesting deal going on there. WWE's first uh, of its kind that we know of where you're going to have a college athlete still continuing his duties in college while being exclusive to WWE. What do you think about that, buddy?
1: Smart. I talked about it when we talked about the Olympics. I mean, Gable Stevenson had that comeback, epic comeback victory in the gold medal round where he, he won in like three seconds left. Yeah. So that's a name you am got to follow. I'm going to follow that name, and boom, here he is. Big signing for them, and the fact that they're letting him do this unique contract says how much they want him, or they don't want anybody else to get him.
2: True. Uh, I think that's very important, that last part you said. They don't want anyone else to get him.
1: I know he's a big, long, lifelong WWE fan, so it just fits, fits perfectly for him. He's been on the show a couple of times. So good for him. And I hope this works out. And, and happy WWE is starting to let the reins loose a little bit because, or else they would have let this prospect uh, go. It's a big name.
2: It's Star Power for sure because people do know who he is. Obviously, an Olympic medalist, uh, You know, someone that's made its rounds. And. You know, not for nothing, it does fit the mold for what WWE is looking for. Like, you know, not, not not another indie talent, but someone that has, like, a name, that someone that's an athlete that they can mold into their own. Kind of like yep. back with Kurt Angle. Um, going back to Twitter here, Andy H. Murray, uh, at Andy H. Murray. Comparisons are a curse. Let's lay off on the Kurt Angle, Gabe Stevenson stuff. No matter how many parallels exist, it's putting him alongside one of the most national rookies in WWE history. Inevitably, sets unrealistic expectations. I agree with that because with the news that broke out, of course, a lot of comparisons to Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle was also trending at one point uh, with the news of that signing. Uh, what do you think, Putty? Do you, do you think setting the bar for him to be next an Kurt Angle is setting the bar too high?
1: Yeah, of course. Kurt Angle is a once-in-a-generation talent, man. About that rookie year he had, forget about it. I was comparing him more to like maybe like a Brock Lesnar type, where he's coming straight from collegiate level. That's where they got Brock Lesnar from, from his Minnesota wrestling days.
2: I mean, not for nothing. If this dude winds up being another Brock Lesnar type, I think that's a bigger deal than Kurt Angle, personally.
1: Yeah. So, I I think the comparison to Kurt Angle is only because he won a gold medal. Exactly. So, I'm like, okay, that's where the comparison, to me, stopped. I don't know much about their wrestling styles or backgrounds when it comes to, like, the Greco-Roman stuff. But But even Dolph Ziggler, people sleep on him, but he
2: was a former collegiate athlete, collegiate wrestler. Yeah, he
1: holds multiple act, records still. Act, I think. Yeah, multiple record holder. Yeah.
2: So even if say like he has, and I'm sure he'll he's a better, not to knock Dolph Ziggler, but you know we're talking about Olympic gold medal here uh, winner here. I'm sure he's he's better wrestler than than Dolph Ziggler. But say he does have the same career as Dolph Ziggler, the man's got longevity. He's won championships before. That would still be a win.
1: Yeah, not a bad career to follow.
2: So, but inevitably, I, I think. You know, Andy here is right. You know, setting the bar that high for Kurt Angle, it's, it's not necessarily fair. You know, let the man have his own path. You know, to compare anyone to anyone, it's, it's just unfair to do. You know, let him do his thing. I'm sure he's going to be special. He's got the right trainers there. He's got the right, the right foundation there, if anything. Uh, you know, just let him be him. and You're going to see something special.
1: Yeah, man. Can't wait, Can't wait to follow his career.
2: Great signing there for sure. And uh, Putty, one last thing I got to say before we move on to anything else here. At TMZ reported in the news, ex-WWE star Al Snow saved a child's life Thursday by jumping in the ocean and pulling the boy from the, from Riptide. Uh, Jonathan Coachman also uh, chimed in on this at the Coach Rules. Yep, this is about right. Absolutely the Al Snow that I know and love. I had so much fun with Al over the years. Awesome story. Give it up for Al Snow, please. Like, the man saved the boy's life. He deserves person of the week for sure. Yep. Good job, Al Snow. Good job, man. And, buddy, that's, that's it for our very first segment of What's Trending.
1: Good job. Oh, thank you, my friend. Let's get into some TV this week.
0: It's time for this week's TV Takedown.
1: All right, Mark, let's get some TV. We're putting a new spin on the new season. So, why don't you take it off?
2: Yes. Yeah, so, you know, beforehand, we would talk about, we'd review what we saw over the week. But, you know, we usually kick off the week. So, I think it makes more sense if we preview basically what we're looking forward to seeing this coming week uh, in the world of wrestling. And based on what we saw, based on what I saw at AEW All Out and AEW Dynamite with the return of Brian Danielson and Adam Cole, baby. Huge returns set the world on fire. By the way, it was well. It was great to see CM Punk. I uh, did not see this happening. You know, I kind of expected Brian Danielson to return at the show that we're going to go to AEW at Arthur at Ashe Stadium. But to see not just one but two returns back to back like that was awesome. But we saw a, f- a showdown between Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega. We also saw Brian Danielson make Kenny Omega tap out. I am so curious to see how this plays out this week in TV because, you know, anytime when you have the champion tap out to someone, that's news. Even if it's like, you know, not for Tyler, even if it's just for like, you know, a segment like that, it, it, it just, it grabs your attention. It's something you have to talk about. It, obviously this has to lead to a match and I want to see how they get there. I want to see the match, of course, but I want to see how we get there to this point where Kenny Omega does accept a match between Brian Dennis and one-on-one. I think that's going to be really special.
1: What do you think about all these debuts at All Out? What do I think? Yeah. I thought it was
2: amazing. I, I thought it was a, a great, great show from from beginning to end. Of course, you know, I think the focus was on CM Punk, of course, which was a stellar match. I enjoyed that match all the way through. Uh, and it was good to see I think CM Punk delivered along with Darby Allin. But I, I think uh, I think it ended with a big bang it was necessary. I, I think it was just AEW like putting the cards on the table, if you will, putting the chips on the table, saying, all right, WWE, this is what we got.
1: Again, I was talking to Andrew from Wrestling IQ 101 and even our own Revlon on Green Man, and they kind of felt like too much. Like, oh, it, it seemed no. like he had the guy from New Japan come out, debut earlier in the night. Then he had Ruby Riot come out. Ruby then you, Soho? Then he had Adam Cole come out. Then he had Daniel Bryan come out. Like Each debut was trumped by the other one. To the point where, like, no one's really talking about other debuts. Everyone's talking about Daniel Bryan.
2: Everyone's talking about everything. I think. I think people are talking about the the end more than anything else because of the fact of how it ended, and uh, and how unexpected it was. Because I think you know maybe even so some people had the idea of Brian Danielson showing up, but Adam Cole baby, showing up the way he did and then joining the elite, I was very unexpected, and I think it was a great treat for the crowd. Obviously, the crowd is very hot all the way through twitter damn near broke I see nothing but more positive reactions than anything else of course not everyone's going to be happy with everything that's done in AEW or WWE if there's going to be critics out there because that's the beauty of wrestling I, I view it as art it's objective and but I think for the most part it was well received I enjoyed it personally I think it was I think it's a great time to be a wrestling fan that goes without saying yeah
1: hands down what a great time
2: it's just exciting. Now, I've I've heard, I've heard people compare it to, like, you know, Hogan and The Outsiders. I think it might be a little different. Um, I wouldn't yeah. necessarily put it on the same level. I wouldn't go that far, yeah. Like, Hogan, Hogan and The Outsiders, that was very important for its time. That changed everything. I feel like this could have the same type of ripple effect. But I think I want to let history make that judgment as far as uh, me making that. as opposed to like, me making that judgment now if that makes sense
1: yeah that makes sense
2: because it it could it, this could be a big turning point here for AEW.
1: but we, we're not going to know
2: yet i don't know what the level of hulk hogan joining the nwo i don't we don't put it that far yet but as far as just like the aftermath of it like you saw a big rating shift for wcw at that point I'm not too sure if that's what people are talking about, but like, that's how I'm going to interpret it. That's what I'm going to look at it as from that lens. Like That was a big momentum shift for WCW. Will this have a similar impact? Uh, AEW went to 1.3 million, I think, for AEW Dynamite. So already you saw a jump there in ratings. Will it continue? Will it be consistent? Will it rise up? That's something that's going to be seen. And if we look back on this in time, five years from now, we see AEW uh, consistently beating out WWE ratings. You could look at this moment be like, ah, this was the moment.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I don't
2: know about that. But yeah, exactly. History's gonna tell. Like you yeah. can't tell that now.
1: Can we talk about Brock Lesnar was... Brock Lesnar for a little bit? Like and I don't yeah. that's a sentence I never said before in my life. Like he came out and did a, he cut a promo and like he did pretty good for himself. Yeah. You you've knocked
2: Brock Lesnar before. Other people have knocked Brock Lesnar because yeah, he's not that good. Before. He, he's not that
1: bad though. Yeah, he, but he's not that either. good either. But this time he held his own. That line about Paul Heyman, right? Why didn't the less he
2: speaks, the better he is. If yeah. he scored uh, a twenty-minute-long promo,
1: then he's going to have problems. And it's been a while since we've seen like babyface Brock Lesnar. Not over huge, but it feels different. It feels new. It feels fresh. I'm excited to see where this goes. Coming up, now we got this match between him and Roman Reigns coming up. People think it's going to be at Saudi Arabia.
2: Most likely, that's where it's going to be. Wait, I'm curious to know what's happening with Paul Heyman here. You know, like Paul Heyman. It, 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 Brock Lesnar asked the question, like, "Why didn't you tell Roman I was there?" Roman asked Paul again later in the night, and it cut to a commercial. Yeah, exactly. are we going to get a clear? Are we going to get a clear, definite answer of this? You know, what what is Paul Heyman's role here? Which which side is he on? This that's what's compelling for me right here.
1: Should be interesting, and it's very compelling, like you said, because what does he do here? Because like he was advocate for Brock Lesnar, but now he just yeah. he's like a little wuss to Roman Reigns.
2: Which bit. side is Paul? Which which side do you think Paul Heyman's playing?
1: I don't know. Or man. is he on?
2: Or is he on Team Paul Heyman?
1: I think that. I think he's playing Team Paul Heyman. I could see him stinking with Roman Reigns because Roman Reigns is going to be a la- around after Brock Lesnar leaves. Mm. So that makes sense. Because if if he joins again with Brock Lesnar, Brock Lesnar leaves, what, what do you do with Paul Heyman? And Paul Heyman is going.
2: There's a lot you can do with Paul Heyman. I mean, do we ever anticipate Paul Heyman being with Roman Reigns? I mean, some people have, but like, yeah, not, but they, I think that's a never they, by shock.
1: They paired him up with part. other people before and it failed miserably. The Curtis Axles, the Cesaros, nothing worked out. So he has a good spot here with Roman Reigns. Let's keep him with Roman Reigns, please.
2: You never know, though. I mean, like, there are a lot of different ways to go. Yeah, I agree with you. I think it works with Roman Reigns for longevity, but you know, we don't necessarily know what Paul Heyman's contract status is. He might be want to go on and do different things. Maybe he wants to go backstage. Maybe he wants to just do Heyman Hustle full-time going <laughs> forward. Or, you know, maybe he wants to be paired with someone else. Maybe he wants to be paired with Becky Lynch. I think that would be a great pairing, actually, personally. I don't know about that. But, like, you know, maybe he wants to do something different. So we, we don't know. Like, there's a lot of different ways this can go. He could, he could stay with Roman Reigns, keep doing the same thing. That would be great. But we've talked about before how Roman Reigns doesn't need Paul Heyman nope. anymore. If anything, you know, Paul Heyman would probably be better served, you know, going back with Brock Lesnar or doing something else. But regardless, it, it is compelling TV, man. It, it's keeping me tuned in. I'm even curious to see how it's going to play out with Brock Lesnar's feud with, between even with Roman Reigns and, and the Demon and Balor. Yeah, that sucks. What? What do you mean? What sucks?
1: Because you have the Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar match already happening, right? We don't, we don't doubt that's happening. Which means, yeah. which means the fiend's going to lose. The fiend? You mean the demon? The demon. I'm sorry. The demon's going to lose. Same shit. The demon's going to lose here. And it just does that hurt the demon? Yeah, I, I personally
2: think that will. But like at the same time, no, because of the fact that yes, I know the demon is undefeated. But if anyone could defeat the demon and still work, it'll, it's Roman Reigns. Okay. You know, it, it would be one thing if, like, if it's Otis that's the one that beats the Fiend. Oh, I'm sorry. Now you have me saying. Uh, beats the Demon. <laughs> you know, not to knock Otis, but, like, I feel like that would hurt the Demon way more. That's true. If you have Roman Reigns beat the Demon, I, I think that does a lot for Roman Reigns. And I feel like it doesn't necessarily hurt the Demon as much.
1: Speaking of compelling TV, how about Edge for Seth Rollins? What a great match that oh. was. I got plenty of TV time for a two-hour show.
2: Yeah, so great street from Massive Square Garden, by the way. Madison Square Garden, that was a great 20th anniversary for 9-11 right there. Special from beginning to end. That was probably the best SmackDown I've seen in a long time. Best product from WWE I've seen in a while. That was great. Uh, from start to finish. Kudos to them. Now, going with this match that you're talking about, Edge versus uh, Seth Rollins, I have still yet to see the SummerSlam match between those two. I heard that was really Good, yeah. but I, I, what have you seen? Both of them was which match was better because I feel like this was match of the year right here.
1: Uh, not by much, SummerSlam was better, but not wow, by wow, really much. okay, but not by much.
2: Was it because of the finish?
1: Uh, no, I like the finish, it was interesting. I like the finish doing this. Going back to what you want to look up for next week, I'm like, now what does Seth Rollins do here? Especially when they loaded him into the ambulance, he complete demeanor changed. Yeah, you noticed that. So, like, what happens now with Seth Rollins? Does he come out next week being the same character now? Or does he come out with like guilt?
2: I noticed something with Seth Rollins where you said, I don't know, maybe I just feel nothing. I feel nothing. Yeah. That is a big character shift right there. That, that, that's like a psychotic moment, if you will. You know, to feel absolutely nothing that you just ended a man's career. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah. I feel nothing. I think Seth Rollins becomes more dangerous, if anything. So it's going to be. Cu- I'm curious to what happens. I also, I'm curious to what happens with Edge. You know, is Edge written off TV for the time being, or are we going to see the rubber match, the th- uh, you know match three, with a special stipulation at, at Extreme Rules, maybe an ambulance match, if you will.
1: I probably I would think he'd be written off TV for a while. Maybe comes back at Survivor Series for the rubber match. Because they definitely
2: have to match three, right?
1: We have to, yeah. But I think the way they've yeah, written he, off TV, and the way they were playing up his neck, how they were trying to teasing the the, the stomp, and he hit the stomp after what three super kicks. Yes, he's got to be off TV for a long time.
2: Yeah, one would think that he's got to be written off TV for at least a month or so after that. And by the way, great facial expressions there towards the end. Great camera shots with uh, the close-up on the Edge. Being stunned by the super kicks, yeah. one after the other after the other. Great work there by Seth Rollins too, with the anger, with the emotion. Like you know, these guys, you know, the action in the ring, phenomenal. But like the character work as well, the facial expressions go a long way. Those are the, the those little things that you know that separate between someone being good in that ring, someone being great. And both men are great, uh, which is why it's making me look forward to see what's going to happen next week here. Uh, especially with Seth Rollins, what happens next. You know, where does he enter? Did it fold? Because, you know, you look at a match like that, obviously, you know, someone, the winner has to go on for a world championship run, one would think.
1: Well, apparently it feels a little crowded right now, Finn Balor and uh, Brock Lesnar. So we'll see what happens. at Survivor, And Survivor Series is going to face Bobby Lashley. And Biggie In the formula. And you got Big E in the mix. So I don't know yet. We'll see what happens.
2: Absolutely, man. Absolutely. But quality show overall. Uh, Smackdown next week. I don't know how they're going to top the one last week, but they got big shoes to fill there.
1: And a quick shout out to my man Sami Zayn for being awesome coming out. Big
2: time heat. Big time heat.
1: He came out and said how much he loves New York, and they wanted <laughs> to bring in somebody who knows what it takes to win in Madison Square Garden and help his team out. And brings out Trey Young from the Atlanta Hawks. Epic. That was that was amazing. So hilarious, so genius. Good job to Sami Zayn. Awesome. If we want to talk about, if we were to
2: talk about another thing about SmackDown, I have to say this. Because um, last week we talked about with AJ about Becky Lynch's heel turn. How it doesn't necessarily feel like it's connecting. And we both agreed that you know the, her work at the Garden, uh, that contract signing, how the fans react to her is going to be a very big telling sign of what they do next with her in the future. If she can't get that crowd to boo her then I think that heel turn uh, is going to be a fail, and they have to abort ship there. She got them to boo her. Yeah, man. She got resounding boos. And that was the work that she was doing, and good job with Bianca Belair getting the fans behind her. <laughs> uh, they had the fans chanting, EST, EST, sign the contract, yada, yada. I think great work there. I, and um, I was happy to see that, because I'm I'm rooting for Becky Lynch to be heel, because it seems like that's something that like she clearly wanted to do. Uh, New York is can be a rough crowd it doesn't necessarily give you the reactions that you want you know you have to earn it grand time in new york especially madison square garden so uh, that was a big moment in my eyes so i'm curious to see now how becky lynch goes further down the rabbit hole as a heel next week on smackdown
1: all right not no mark let's get some go home thoughts You mentioned earlier in the show 20 years ago today doing the show saturday september 11th crazy man crazy You saw Selena Vega today on the TV, reading some names. Right. Where were your memories from that day? Where were you twenty years ago, Mark?
2: Oh God, I hate talking about this day, man. Because I do remember it like like it was yesterday. Unfortunately, I was in tenth grade. I was in my English class.
1: Tenth? How old were you?
2: Thirty-five. So I was in my English class. I remember the teacher getting pulled out, and and then she comes back in all frazzled saying that oh, we have to go to the next room. They have the TV on, and I see, I, I see what's going on with the towers. And I'm in shock because my brother at that time worked at the World Trade Center. Oh, shit. Worked for Canada Fitzgerald. Wow, okay. Um, well, I didn't realize, so at the time, he was like, kind of like, between offices. They had another office in Connecticut. Uh-huh. Delayed, so worked back and forth. He went to the wrong office that day. Thank God. Thank God, but I didn't have a cell phone at that time. And then even if I did, cell phones were down for most of the day. But I remember watching the towers collapse live. I remember watching, I'm sorry, this, the second plane hit live. And I saw, I think it was like the second tower collapse live. I saw both of those happen live. And when the second tower collapsed live, I remember uh, I, I broke down. I, 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 I cried. I screamed, my brother's dead. My brother's dead. My brother's oh, dead. Wow. Um sorry. I still get very emotional remembering that. Um Yeah, they had to take me out of class and uh luckily someone was able to get through to my mom saying, You have to get him out of here. Uh I, I remember my seeing my brother afterwards, he did pull up and I I, I feel like I never gave him like the biggest hug before <laughs> in my life. I can imagine. But I, I I'll never forget the look in his eyes. Uh com- completely lifeless yeah uh you know he he lost a lot of childhood friends a lot of uh he worked with a lot of childhood friends there uh, a couple of which helped get him the job that he had oh wow. well he went to funeral after funeral after funeral and as luck would have it of course uh today is also my his daughter's but my niece her 18th birthday oh well wow. yeah so, we t- kind of took it as a sign that like you know his friends you know uh when uh, his wife gave birth to his child that it was his their way of saying you move on, you know this is this your age will be here, okay, so it's the way to look at it It's one way to look at it, of course, I don't think he looked at it exactly at that moment, but he he did eventually um but the, it is an emotional day for me to think about I try not to think about it. Uh, and, I, and I'm and I'm one of the lucky ones. And I get emotional when I think about it. Because I, I know there are so many people that were not as fortunate to get their family member back from that day.
1: Yeah, man. Crazy. Crazy time. 20 years ago. It's insane. Yeah. I was 18 when it happened. So when I turned 36 on the 18th anniversary, it was like half my life. Now, oh, yeah. Now I've been alive longer without the towers than I did with the towers. It's just mind-blowing. I'm like, wow. Long ass time ago have yeah. you gone to the um to the museum no, I wanted to, but I didn't I haven't gotten around to it yet looks good i
2: uh, I don't know man I, I heard it's really emotional I don't necessarily know if I have the uh, the stomach to do that i I did say to my wife today when we have a kid, I'll most likely go because like you know when I want to you know teach my kid like you know our events of like what what transpired yeah. when we five when that happens through our lens I think it's important that we you know that we do never forget, and we we pass it on to generations just so they're aware of what happened, and like the, the lives that were lost that day are not for
1: not for not I think when they opened up the first like waterfalls, not the whole when everything wasn't even finished yet, just the waterfalls were there, you can get a ticket to go down to the pit and like observe the area, yeah, so I think Green Man and his family had an extra ticket they asked me if I wanted to go i'm like yeah I'll, I'll go, but I missed the train Oh. Uh-huh. so by the time I got to the uh downtown their time had already passed they were coming out of it so i'm like oh i missed it so i haven't come back my hair is really nice really beautiful done
2: it, it is well done over there. i actually uh, filmed over there really nice really really cool area but yeah I, I just haven't had the the, uh, the stomach to go to the museum yet because i'm sure it's going to be emotional
1: and if you haven't gotten the chance it came out yesterday wb network released uh, never forget smackdown 9 30 coming back after september 11th okay it's quick it's only like a half hour I thought it was going to be a long-ass thing. Half hour, interesting view, what what was going through their minds backstage. Of, should we do it? Should we not? Is it too early? It's not. So they have to check out the WB network. i would never forget.
2: I don't remember. My wife and I were talking. Did you have off from school the next day? Um, she did. I don't, remember. I, I don't remember if I did or not.
1: I don't remember because I was in college. So I was like oh, – That's right. You were in college. You were older than me. Yeah. So I don't remember if I – I don't think I had classes on Thursday, uh, Wednesday. Oh, I did have class on Wednesday. We did have class, yeah. We did? Yeah, we did have class. You were also in college, though. So. Yeah. That's a little different. It was Queens College. And I remember, to me, September 10th is a very important day because September 10th, my father drove me to school early. So I had some time to kill before class started, or in between classes. So Queens College Library has its fountain there. And the fountain overlooks the skyline of Manhattan. So I'm sitting there, looking at the skyline of Manhattan on September 10th. Looking how often awesome it looked. And boom! 24, wow. 24 hours later, it was destroyed. That's and I could, crazy. And man. I could see the towers burning from my job too. So I was like, I both before and after. It's weird.
2: Yeah, I remember. I remember that you could see the smoke even from where I lived at that point, West Islip, New York. That's in Long Island. Oh wow! Like that—that's Suffolk County. Like now, you're still able to see it. Like you're actually—you're actually able to see the uh, the lights from here too.
1: Yeah, I think I know that. Yeah. And we, a couple of years ago we went, me and Green man went to Monday night Raw Madison Square Garden September 11th and it, the city has a different vi- buzz different vibe even on September 11th then so I think we went down to see the uh, site but it, of course everything was blocked off so we got, we got near the lights the the, mm. beam, the beams of light and anyway, crazy time crazy crazy time man we've
2: seen a lot as our as our age group we've been through a lot 9 eleven with the great not the Great Depression, but... Recession. Recession. Couple Trump. War,
1: couple wars. Yeah, we went... Through. COVID-19. Yeah. There's a meme going around that we've been through a lot. It's nuts, man.
2: Possible civil war going on. Global warming, for sure, going to wipe us out. Yeah. Global warming. We're a bitch. We, we've seen a lot. <laughs> We're not even half... It's not
1: even halftime. I think for you. I think I think I might have time. <laughs> but anyway... Marcus, the season six premiere, you know, a little low energy, but we know we're both sick. We had the most of it. Hopefully next week we'll be back full of vigor and energy like we used to be.
2: Yeah, hopefully uh, no coughs, no anything. Hopefully we'll be back to normal. I don't have COVID brain anymore. Hopefully that won't be a thing. Man, this cough is killing me, man.
1: Although you besmirch our traditions here on the show, but traditionally you're supposed to start the show doing a shot. Okay. Everyone on the show does it. What am I doing a shot you never do a shot. You never do a shot before the show starts. But this I time... Shot with I, there. I, I kept tradition alive. I did a shot before the show started, Marcus. This time I have Mucinex for <laughs> the first time. And hopefully that's working. Because this, this cough is fucking killing me. That's It's miserable. That and the fatigue have been awful. And I'm always tired. But then I'm just... Extra, like, I've been literally sleeping all day today. Like, I woke up. I got out of bed at around 2 o'clock. Watched some TV. And I've been sleeping on and off since like 3.30. It's fucking nuts. I don't want to go back to work. Fuck that. <laughs> I can't wait
2: to see my wife, actually.
1: Smart. I was wondering what you were doing. Smart going to your in-laws, though.
2: That was their call because uh, apparently <coughs> I had the option of like staying at this like COVID hotel or yeah.
1: whatever. Yeah, they told me about that, too.
2: Right? And I, I brought that up to my wife. My in-laws heard that because they, um, they were at their place in the, the lake house upstate. And my in-laws were like we're not having you stay at some sort of COVID homeless shelter. Like, no, yeah, you're staying at sorry. our place. Like, oh, okay.
1: I don't think about it like that. But that's funny. So they're not there.
2: No, they're, they're here now. Oh, I mean, okay. they got there. Was it? They got there Tuesday? Monday, Tuesday? I forget. All right. All no, right. thank God for them. Seriously. They've been amazing. Love my in-laws.
1: Anyway, Marcus, <laughs> I think now we're just in the COVID brain area just rambling on. So how about we wrap things up here so I can go take another nap?
2: Absolutely. For everyone back home, you can find me at yourfavoriteactor.com. Uh, please leave your reviews for a shot of wrestling. We want to hear what you guys want us to cover. Um, and That would be the best way for us to know. So review us, give us some ratings, and we'll give you some shout-outs here on our show as we read your reviews and your Twitter.
1: Yeah, follow us on social media, Shot of Wrestling, across the board. Take our YouTube shows, our YouTube videos. Just subscribe to wherever you're listening to us right now and get involved in the conversation the show is from the fans to the fans we want to get you involved especially more in the upcoming season so
2: that's what it was from the, from the fans to the fans yeah it was close I, 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 I blanked out on the phrase in the beginning of the show <laughs>
1: <laughs> but anyway I have been your host at Michael J Putty until next week Putty out hey baby I hear the bell ring in hip tosses and body slams oh my and maybe you seem a bit confused yeah baby but I got you pinned